this bulletin, former Liberal MP Pat Farmer begins effort to raise awareness for the voice to Parliament. Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers foreshadows tight financial measures ahead of the May budget. And in sport, the AFL's gather round is set to remain in South Australia for the next three years. Minister Anthony Albanese has praised former Liberal MP Pat Farmer's commitment to run over 14,000 kilometres around Australia to raise awareness for the Yes campaign of the upcoming Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. It, coming, it comes during Mr Albanese's visit to Hobart from where Mr Farmer will begin his run with the end point set for October 11 at Uluru in the Northern Territory. Mr Albanese says the former MP is an ideal example for all Australians. He is showing his commitment to reconciliation and he will, through this run, uh, mobilise these local communities where he visits and I know that he'll speak in a little while but I know that he's hoping to mobilise that support. Mr Farmer shared his excitement to begin the marathon, pointing out the importance of the Indigenous Voice referendum. I want you to show not only Australians, but indeed show the world that Australians are mature. Mature enough to reflect on the last couple of hundred years of our history, to learn from the mistakes of our past and to move on into the future as one nation, one people. One nation, one people. This is not a divisive exercise. This is an exercise of unity. My footsteps are the thread that will weave together this magic tapestry that will take us on into the future. Collingwood player Nick Dacos paid tribute to St Kilda's AFL star Nicky Winmar for his stand against racism 30 years ago. In a post-game interview, Dacos honoured St Kilda's AFL star Nicky Winmar who was present at the game between Collingwood and St Kilda yesterday. Yeah, pretty um, pretty exhausted. St Kilda went to the final siren and I'm sure we'll take a look at some things, but it was a great win overall. I just want to quickly honour, um, it was great to have Nicky Winmar here, obviously 30 years ago, and it was an absolute privilege to be on the ground with him. So it was great to honour him from both clubs and it was an awesome experience. Dekos' tribute to Winmar came on the eve of the 30th anniversary of Winmar's historic stand against racism. Ahead of the game, Collingwood also issued a formal apology for racist abuse marked by supporters directed at Winmar in 1993. Federal Treasurer Dr Jim Chalmers has foreshadowed tight economic measures for households ahead of the upcoming budget in May. It comes after Dr. Chalmers returned from Washington, D.C., where he participated in the G20 summit, where he had the chance to gauge the worldwide economic outlook outlook for the next couple of years. The treasurer says that although the Australian economy is under intense pressure due to global circumstances, he is confident it will be able to make it through this difficult period. Uh, the best antidote to global economic uncertainty is responsible economic management here at home and that's what the May budget will represent. We do have, as we've said in this room a number of times, uh, we do have a lot coming at us but we do have a lot going for us as well. Uh, Low unemployment, uh, high prices for our exports and both of those things are helping the budget right now but the pressures on the budget are intensifying after that. Uh, And that's obviously a big focus as well as we finalise 
uh, the second budget to be handed down at the beginning of May. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has defended the federal government's new aged care nursing requirements. It comes as the industry calls for leniency around compliance with the reforms requiring residential aged care homes to have a registered nurse on site 24 hours a day from July 1. The government has already considered that not all aged care homes are going to meet that deadline with exemptions being made for small facilities located in remote areas. However, Mr Albanese told the ABC almost 90% of homes have already met the necessary requirements. We're closely monitoring the system uh, together with the Commission, but we're confident going forward that people are receiving the right care, that the sector is heading in the right direction and that our reforms are the right ones to make. Australian Cyber Security Minister Claire O'Neill says she has instructed law enforcement agencies to find hackers wherever they are in the world after the recent string of cyber attacks on major farms such as Medibank, Optus and Latitude. It comes after the revelation that people in Australia lost over $3.1 billion in scams in the last year, an increase of 80% compared to 2021. Claire O'Neill has told the ABC's Four Corners program that Australia is not defenceless and that, it, and that it will begin to hit back at those attempting to harm it using cybercrime. The instruction of the Australian government now to the Australian Signals Directorate, the cyber guns of the Australian government and the Australian Federal Police is you go, you rove the world, you find these people and you hurt them before they can hurt us. There are reports Sudan's army has gained the upper hand in a bloody power struggle with rival paramilitary forces, which has seen at least 59 civilians killed, including three UN workers. The fighting broke out on Saturday between army units loyal to General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan and the rapid support forces led by Deputy Leader Mohamed Hamdan Dagalo. It's the first such outbreak since both joined forces to oust President Omar Hassan al-Bashir in 2019. In an emergency meeting of the Arab League, Sudan's envoy al-Sadiq Omar Abdullah has cautioned against international interference, saying it's up to the Sudanese people to determine their own fate. We have to affirm that what is happening in Sudan is an internal issue, and at the same time, all efforts are needed from our brotherly Arab countries in order to calm the situation in the country. The Indonesian military says one of its personnel was killed in a crossfire with separatist rebels in the Papua region on Sunday. The exchange of fire took place when troops were searching near a location where they believe a New Zealand pilot, Philip Mertens, is being held. Mr. Mertens was kidnapped by separatist rebels in February this year. Military spokesperson Julius Wichojono says that while rescue efforts will continue, difficult weather conditions are the biggest hindrance to the operation. Weather conditions are the greatest hindrance to the operation. We know the location of the pilot, the operation has been escalated, but the weather conditions in Papua are unpredictable. Back home, Melbourne has been named Australia's biggest city following an update to the Australian Bureau of Statistics census in 2021. The 2021 census changed the boundaries of the city to include the district of Melton, which raised the total population to nearly 4.9 million people. The number gives Melbourne a narrow lead over Sydney, which the Bureau says is a result of rapid 
population growth on Melbourne's western fringes. The population of Greater Sydney remains larger than that of Greater Melbourne, yet forecasts predict that this will only remain for a few years. And to sport uh, confirmation that the Australia Football League's AFL Gather Round stays in South Australia for the next three years will spark fierce lobbying among local venues to share in the funding windfall. The inaugural round, borrowing from the National Rugby League's Magic Round concept, had all 18 teams playing in Adelaide and the Adelaide Hills over four days. It succeeded beyond all expectations, prompting the AFL to strike the three-year deal with South Australia. Two of the keys to the round's success were in a suburban Norwood Oval and Mount Barker in the Adelaide Hills, which were used alongside Adelaide Oval. Norwood and Mount Barker received significant upgrades to bring them up to AFL standards. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 32, Perth, a shower 224, Adelaide, mostly sunny 21, Melbourne, mostly sunny as well, 21 degrees, Hobart, partly cloudy 20, Albury-Wodonga, sunny 19, Canberra, mostly sunny 19, Wollongong, mostly sunny as well, and the top of 21, Sydney, partly cloudy 22, Newcastle, possible shower 23, Brisbane, partly cloudy 30, Townsville, cloudy 27, Keynes, showers 30, Alice Springs, sunny 22, Darwin, partly cloudy 33, and the Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day ahead and a top of 33 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.